Today's homily, I'm a little bit nervous to give as I think that whenever we humiliate ourselves, it can come and contrast with our own vanity. And I want to humiliate myself today for the sake of exhorting all of you to hopefully not make the same mistakes that I have made. When I was ordained a deacon, just a few months after, I was in Columbus to see a concert. And what happened was a group of friends and I, we were going to go to dinner. And on the way to dinner, I started to hear a man's voice calling, Father, Father. I was not yet a father, so I wanted to ignore his voice. He continued to cry out, Father, Father, can you help me? I thought, well, he's just going to squander the money, so I don't need to make eye contact with him. And finally I did. I passed by him, I made eye contact with him, and I just smiled and I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any money with me, which was the truth. I didn't have any physical cash that I could give him. But there were a lot of things that I could have done. I wish that I could have ended this story on a happy note, but I didn't. I wish I would have sat down with him, but I didn't. I could have spoken to him, but I didn't. I could have assured him of God's presence in his life, given him some hope, but I didn't. Instead, as I said, I simply smiled at him and passed by. My conscience has burned within me since that very moment. How could I have gone to dinner? How could I have done nothing for this man, yet feast on my own? How could I call myself a Christian and yet ignore this man? After dinner, I hoped to run into him again, give him what I could, ease my conscience, but he was gone. I didn't see him anywhere. I had lost my chance. To this day, his voice, his face, is burned into my mind. And even though I messed up, seriously messed up, I know that there was grace in that moment because that day God burned today's gospel into my heart. It has burned his gospel into my mind. My life has been changed because of this experience. And I pray to God that every time in the future, if I encounter this same man again, no matter who I who I encounter him in, I will do differently. I will actually act as a Christian. Why? Because it's better to spend my life in heaven with him than in hell without him. We often get flustered or anxious about this question of heaven or hell. Will I be let in to heaven? How will I know if I'm going there? What kind of life ought I to live in order to see that I'm welcomed into eternity with Jesus Christ? And Jesus makes this clear. He gives us the answer in today's gospel. Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for the least of my brethren, you did it for me. We hear the greatest command from Christ, love God and love neighbor. And we hear today who our neighbor is. You are hungry. You are thirsty, you are naked, you are ill, you are in prison. These are our neighbors. Whatever you did for one of the least of my brothers, you did it for me. Jesus doesn't say in some abstract way, you did it for my neighbor. He doesn't say what you did for the least of my brethren, I saw from a distance. No. Jesus is not far from the hungry. He is not far from the thirsty. 
He is not far from the stranger, the sick, those in prison. Jesus is the poor. Jesus is the sick. He is those in jail. Jesus identifies with those who are most vulnerable in our world. And this is how our King reigns. Jesus, our King, King of the universe. He reigns from a place of poverty. He reigns from a place of vulnerability. He reigns from a place of need. In Christ's weakness, we see the kingship that we shall have through our own baptisms. As through our baptisms, we are made kings, we are made prophets, we are made priests. The kingship that we receive through baptism is an opportunity to serve those around us, to serve the least of my brothers and sisters, to serve the little ones. And this service isn't and shouldn't be limited to simply donating money every few weeks. But this service that we are called to is to directly help those who are most in need, who are most ostracized in our society. Do we serve all of human life from conception until natural death? Do we serve those with different beliefs or ideologies than our own? Do we serve those who, even when our service is received poorly, when those who we are called to love receive it ungraciously, when it is our service that is met with ingratitude, do we love them anyway? God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, into it to bring the Father's love into the world. And as Christians, we are called to respond to this love with love to accept the great gift that God has given us through his Son by accepting our own responsibility to share this love with others, to share the good news and carry it into the world. And we do so by sharing the good news with others, by sharing that same love that God has sent into the world, Jesus Christ, with all of those around us, with all of those who we don't want to see, with all of those that we don't want to hear, but we do so more than just in simple words. We do so in deed, and we do so in truth. Our faith comes alive when it is put into action. And I want to challenge everyone here, including myself, that during this upcoming season of Advent, we allow our faith to come alive. We stir our faith to come alive by serving those around us, especially the most vulnerable. In the same way that we make a Lenten promise, maybe as a community we can try to make an Advent promise, a promise to open our eyes, to open our ears, to see those in need around us, to fill that need of the love of God in those hearts around us that are so desperate to heal and those desperate to hear the words of love. How glorious it will be, how wonderful it will be, to live our entire lives in this way, always on the lookout for the least of our brothers and sisters, and to serve them as if we were serving Christ himself, because we are serving Christ himself. And it will be wonderful because we can all pray that we may hear the Lord's voice in these people, see the Lord in these people, so that at the end of all things, at the end of our lives, we may hear Christ's voice as he says, come, you are blessed by the Father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world.